90s footy fans, welcome to another week of the 90s Club Footy Podcast. This week is episode 57 and our guest is former West Coast and Collingwood forward, Lee Walker. Lee, a Western Australian football product, began his AFL journey with the West Coast Eagles in 1993. He spent two seasons at the Eagles without playing a senior game before making a move to Victoria and lining up with the Collingwood Football Club. He spent three seasons at Collingwood, playing a total of 16 games and kicking 13 goals. In this episode, Lee talks about joining West Coast during their successful 90s period, how and why he went to the Collingwood Football Club, the feeling of finally making his senior debut, being a part of the inaugural Anzac Day clash against Essendon, and the multiple knee injuries that shortened his career. I hope you enjoy the 57th member of the 90s Club Footy Podcast, Lee Walker. Lee Walker, thank you for joining me on the 90s Club Footy Podcast. Great to have you on the podcast to have a chat, mate, and reflect on your journey at the West Coast Eagles, but also to the Collingwood Magpies. It's great to be with you, mate. I look forward to, look forward to having a good chat with you. Listen, uh, before we sort of get into all the footy chat and so forth, mate, uh, what are you doing with yourself currently? I know you're still in Western Australia, um, obviously your home state. What are you doing with yourself and is there any footy involvement still currently? Uh, it's a combo, mate. It's, uh, it's, I'm, I'm lucky enough still be, to be uh, involved in the, in the footy sort of world, uh, working with the, uh, the WA Footy Commission um, and the, the WA State Academy um, obviously here in Perth with our state 18s and state 16s in a, in a well-being role. Uh, so that involves anything and everything and, uh, you know, presentations to players about, uh, you know, the mental health side of things and, uh, you know, well-being and, and how to, you know, sort of how to make sure your life is, you know, sort of as, as good as it can be uh, with all the challenges that we face these days. Um, obviously footy, you know, is is a, a pretty uh, a pretty sort of pressurised industry for for a lot of people these days. So, I like to keep it uh, you know very real and just keep keep the players focused on uh, you know what you know what's important. Um, and uh, and other than that, work uh, with the fire and rescue, which is my main uh, uh, main main sort of career as such, and uh, been been uh, in that space for about fifteen years now, and absolutely love you know love. Uh, Love what I do with that. So a nice little balance, I reckon, Lee. Obviously, still have that footy involvement and still stay connected with, obviously, a really important part of footy too, as you said, that mental health and well-being, but also doing something a little bit different that's not within the footy industry. Yeah, I was lucky enough. To, uh, I worked, came back uh, from Melbourne and worked with the Fremantle Football Club for uh, basically about a decade. And uh, funnily enough, since I was a young bloke, I, uh, I always wanted to be um, – a, a firefighter and uh, I kept applying, you know, once the, the footy career had finished and, uh, and was lucky enough to, uh, yeah, sort of put, be put through the paces and, uh, and, and came out, you know, with, with a, with a large number of applications, you know, when I went through that, uh, that process, I think there's about 2000 people who applied and uh, came out and was in the, 
in the 25 who made the recruit school with the with the fire brigade that uh, that year and um yeah but having a look back it's uh it's been a great uh, great career and i still find myself uh you know obviously doing that uh working at the, the dun craig uh fire and rescue over over here in perth and it's a great great station that's based uh you know based on the coast over here and uh yeah it's 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 just such a great you know sort of rewarding job with you know, sort of working with the community and and keeping people safe. So uh, really enjoy it. Ah, terrific, mate. Love it. Let's talk some footy, mate. That's what we're here for. After a highly successful junior career, and obviously that involved Teal Cup and, and a lot of those um, types of games, you were picked up by the West Coast Eagles in the 1992 draft inside the top 20 as well. How much interest did you have leading into that that year's draft? And did you sort of think that the West Coast Eagles would be your eventual home? Uh, look, I, I, funnily enough, always supported Collingwood, and uh, <laughs> I, was, I uh, obviously being a WA boy, West Coast was, you know, obviously a, a, a team that I loved as well. But um, I, uh, I look, it was a, it was an interesting time because I, I had a, you know, I was obviously lucky enough to, you know, be uh, be able to play the game that we all love. But um, I uh, obviously had a couple of uh, challenging knee injuries. You know, in my in my sort of teenage years, which uh, which actually put me back, um, you know, quite a bit. Uh, so I'd I'd had two knee recos before uh, I'd even you know had a had the opportunity to be drafted. So um, yeah, you know, the doctors and uh, you know physios etc. You know, just sort of said it's going to be it's going to be challenging for you to get back. And um, at the age of nineteen, West Coast, um, yeah, obviously you know it took uh, took me took me in the draft and, uh, and, um, you know, obviously forever grateful for that. Um, and, and love, love club and, and everything that, uh, you know, came with it, with the players that were in that, that, that era of the, you know, the sort of the early, early nineties, which, uh, you know, was just such a great, great sort of memory of mine, you know, with my football. And then, uh, it didn't, uh, you know, didn't eventuate playing with, uh, playing with West coast, uh, and, um, I had uh, had the opportunity to uh, to come over to Melbourne, you know, obviously to the team that you know I'd obviously supported since I was a young kid, um, and uh, and obviously you know got traded at uh, the end of '94 and and ended up up for the black and whites, which uh, are absolutely cherished. So um, great memories there. I want to just look at the Eagles days, mate. Um, you joined the Eagles at a really terrific time. They obviously played in that grand final in 91, won the flag in 92. Your first year with them would have been 93. So coming off that elusive first premiership, the environment must have been a great one to be a part of. And obviously, you know, with the success they've had in those previous two years. Yeah, I, I came through, um, yeah, good, really good mate of mine, Glenn Jakovic, uh, and I sort of came through the, the sort of the state school boys together and, you know, when I was drafted, obviously got got thrown into you know that sort of environment with those players who had, had obviously won the flag in '92 at West Coast, and uh, you know it was pretty much the state the state team, obviously with you know with obviously a few players here and there from you know from Adelaide and Victoria, etc. But uh, the WA, you know, sort of fabric, I suppose, of what what footy was here, you know, sort of built you know, built pretty much that squad and, um, you know, obviously Mick Boldhouse was coaching and he was, he was fantastic. Uh, you know, as a coach, he was very hard, but, uh, you know, the players loved him and, and respected him. And, uh, it was just, uh, uh, an amazing environment to be part of, 
uh, you know, in '93, obviously we didn't we didn't win the flag that year, but '94 they did again. Um, and uh, look, it was just yeah, it was just something that you look back on, and you know, it was just such a such a special special time to be involved with. You know, the Peter Sumiches and and Chris Mayne Wearings and Peter Matiras, and you know, the the list goes on. So um, great memories. Uh, wish I could have. You know, sort of broken into that team. I was I was emergency a few times, but just couldn't uh, just couldn't break into the uh, the strength of what you know what the club was. So, um, but wouldn't 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 have changed anything other than obviously played in the grand final. Obviously, was there any West Coast Eagle players that you were in awe of as a young bloke um, when you first arrived at the club? You know, I guess what I'm talking, uh, you know, in relation to training standards, leadership, you know, the type of player that you wanted to be. Was there anyone that really stood out to you as Someone you'd love to sort of follow in their footsteps to a certain degree. Uh, I was always pretty close to Chris Mainwaring as a young as a young sort of player coming through. Um, I I was given the number twenty five jersey at uh, West Coast, and I remember uh, yeah walking into the club for the first time, and John Warsfold, uh, you know, obviously had the number twenty four, and I think I had my bag just over on his side of his locker, and he. Uh, he very quickly uh, yeah, said on the first night, "This is this is my space, and uh, you know, make sure you stay, you know, stay in your little uh, your little area." But uh, <laughs> you know, Wusher was Wusher was a ripper. I, I, I loved him. Um, you know, he, he he didn't sort of say, I suppose, a whole lot. You know, to the to the young blokes as such. You know, back then when uh, you know when we were coming through, but he he certainly made you feel part of the you know, part of the, the family of what, you know, what West Coast were as a, as a club and a culture. And, uh, yeah, you know, forever uh, to look up to those those types of guys player-wise. You know, Ash, Ash McIntosh was a great great mate of mine and, uh, and, and Jacko was a, you know, great great mate of mine as well. And, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, they probably would have loved me to have, uh, to have sort of broken into the side. But uh, the strength of what, again, the Eagles were um, – you know, back back in those early nineties, and you know, obviously for a long time, you know, after that as well, it just uh, was was such a, a great a great sort of culture to be part of. You said before about you almost broke into the side a few times times being named emergency. Did you know a serious knee injury or some of those knee problems really hurt you from um, sort of progressing into that senior side at times? Do you feel? Uh, I think I did. Um, I had a couple of shoulder issues as well, but uh, and and groins as well. So it was, it wasn't the best, uh, the best sort of two years, you know, with with trying to manage the body and, um, you know, it was obviously frustrating and I had to manage that, you know, with with how I sort of approached, you know, everything that was happening, you know, I suppose in my world to keep as positive as you could. But um, yeah, it was uh, it was just one of those things where. Uh, you know, I, I, I loved what I did and, you know, obviously trained the house down as, you know, as much as I, you know, possibly could and tried to be, um, you know, I suppose professional as I could. But I was a country kid. I was young and, yeah, it took me a couple of years to work out what it really, I suppose, you know, what it really took. And I was, I was just very lucky that, that Collingwood gave me that opportunity. And, uh, you know, obviously the dream happened with with playing there, but uh, the body unfortunately didn't didn't hold up again with uh, with coming over. 
many of the football skeptics say that the West Coast Eagles don't give away good players and uh, so there was some doubt about this young boy Lee Walker from the West Coast Eagles but in his first game against Carlton he was very very hard and competitive and he, even though it's just his first touch he showed some degree of class both in the mark and in the kick to pick up his first goal. I'm interested in your move to the Pies, Lee. Um, you know, how did this sort of occur? What were sort of the conversations leading up to it? And how did you feel about moving east to Victoria, obviously being a country Western Australia boy, but I guess on the flip side, having that allegiance with Collingwood and sort of supporting them as a, uh, as a young fella? Yeah, basically, uh, Stan Magro um, and Graham Allen, Gubby Allen, had, uh, you know, the sort of the, the initial con- conversation with us. And uh, my, my old man... Uh, yeah, was sort of, I suppose, you know, sort of overseeing and managing, uh, you know, sort of what, what I was doing um, from a guidance point of view. And all I wanted to do was play. So uh, I knew I, I was up against it with the, with the strength of what, I suppose, West Coast was. And um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, the number of big, big taller players, I suppose, were, you know, that played in the position that potentially I, I could sort of, you know, sort of try and break into. I just thought that I probably had more opportunity at Collingwood, and obviously loving the club, and you know being, you know being just a young young kid who loved the loved the pies. I just thought, no, this is this is the opportunity I've been waiting for, and uh, and basically uh, Mick Mouldhouse came to us at uh, uh, training. Uh, you know, it's sort of towards the end of that '94 year, and just said. Um, but uh, you know, there, there was a bit of interest from uh, from the pies, and uh, actually, funnily enough, went over to Mick, Mick Boldhouse's place for dinner, and uh, and he said, if you decide that you want to go, uh, you know, you go with our blessing. Um, and he said, if you decide to stay, you know, we'll uh, we'll we, we want you to stay. So it was a pretty good op- opportunity, obviously. That you know, he he presented. He just said, we basically just want you to play, and. Uh, your opportunities will be greater at Collingwood. So he sort of coached me through that as well. And I suppose knowing the game, uh, yeah, knew that I'd, I'd probably have more opportunity at the Pies. So I jumped it and uh, and the rest uh, the rest happened from there. What were the early days like at the Pies at Victoria Park? Lee? You know, was it a place that you fitted in pretty quickly, being sort of a you know the new kid on the block and from you know interstates and so forth? You know, a big move. It was one of those ones where I walked in and felt at home straight away. So, uh, you know, your Craig Kellys and your, your Mick McGuans and, uh, you know, your Paul Williams and, you know, the, again, the list goes on. Gavin Brown, they, they were these names and people who were like cartoon, you know, sort of, I suppose, uh, you know, characters as such to me that I always superheroes that I used to look up to. And all of a sudden I was... Uh, you know, lucky enough to be, you know, be sharing, you know, sharing what I wanted to achieve on the on the footy field with them. So, um, again, blown away by it. Look back on it just with the, you know, with the best memories. Um, you know, you, you Damien Monkers, you, you know, you, you Severio Rockers, you Scotty Burns, um, you Tony Francis, you Gary Pert. The list goes on with the guys that I was lucky enough to. You know, to, to play with, and I, I look back on it, you know, and just and just just again think how lucky was I to get an opportunity like that, you know, as a young, 
you know, 19, 20 year old to, uh, to come over. And I lived at Coventry House. Uh, you know, there's seven or eight of us that basically lived at Coventry House for that first uh, first year, which uh, I could tell you a million stories <laughs> about, but uh, obviously won't. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was a great sort of you know great thing to be part of, and uh, yeah, the, the guys you know that, that we lived with and, and shared what we did, it'll be remembered forever. So. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been a love to be a fly on the wall in that uh, in that household, mate. That's for sure. It would have been uh, some good stories coming from there, and ones that you probably reflect on when you catch up with uh, you know the guys over the journey. Yeah, absolutely. So, Lee, you made your debut against Carlton in nineteen ninety five, and I guess um, that would have been a really big moment for you from what you've gone through with injuries and so forth. And to be honest with you, it was a pretty handy debut as well. I was looking at your stats the other night, and I think you had. 19 touches, six marks, and was probably in the top five or six for possessions that uh, that game for the Magpies. Gee, that must have been a real relief and you know a real um, you know, high moment for you in your footy career. Yeah, there was a lot that a lot that went into it, and it obviously was a bit of a blur. And you know, I was lucky enough uh, again, it only fell out yesterday, and uh, you know, running out, you know, wearing again the jumper that meant you know absolutely everything to me. You know, as a as a as a young bloke again, with you know, with watching you know what what Collingwood were as a club, and um, you know, to run out in front of you know the the, the eighty eight thousand, I think were there ninety thousand that were there in that first game. I, it, it was an amazing feeling. It's it's hard to describe it, other than it was you know very very surreal. Um, as a young you know young young guy, I, I knew what you know. Obviously, Lee Matthews wanted us to do. I was playing centre half forward, and um, again, yeah, Peter Dean. I played on Peter Dean, and he uh, sort of shook the hand before the game. And we used to look up to, you know, sort of watching a lot of the Carlton players as well. And Peter was one of those guys that I just I couldn't believe I was actually you know, playing on him. And uh, yeah, the day the day went reasonably well, even though we, you know, sort of lost the game. You know, we, it was a pretty close game, but we just. I think we lost it by about three or four goals in the end, but um, yeah, everything sort of fell reasonably into place for us, and got a got a little bit of it, which I, you know, was obviously very proud of. With I suppose what I'd been through to get to that to get to that point, but um, yeah, but again, you know, we all love footy. I, I love the game. Um, always will. Uh, just felt very lucky to be you know be out you know on on the ground that you know again was you know just that. The best ground in the world to play on, um, and uh, it was again very, very surreal just to be out there. An interesting first few weeks for you in your uh, your first year at the Pie. So obviously you played your debut game against the Blues. Then your second week you came against the old side in West Coast. Unfortunately, it was a narrow four point loss. What was it like coming up against your ex teammates? And was there much banter from your mates out on the field for that game? Yeah, there was a little bit of banter. It's, uh, I think. Uh, yeah, the boys come up, uh, you know, before and after the game, and uh, yeah, it felt a little bit odd. Um, we, uh, I think, we lost. Yeah, obviously, it was a very close game. And recollection is that Brad Rowe, uh, another WA guy from Geraldton, um, yeah, took a mark literally right on the siren, but it wasn't paid. Uh, and I'm sure he would have, uh, yeah, split the middle with the uh, with the kick. But um, yeah, it was one of those games. We played on. Uh, Played on Glenn Jakovic that that day for majority of it, and uh, yeah, certainly 
you know, we reminded each other of, you know, a few things as we, you know, sort of we went through the game as young blokes. And, uh, yeah, funnily enough, um, we lost the game, but uh, I think all Collingwood players got the Brownlow votes that day. So, it, um, <laughs> yeah, it was one of those games that should have probably gone our way, but uh, obviously didn't with, with what footy is. And, yeah, another, another great memory though, mate. And then a couple of weeks later, then you played in the big Anzac Day clash, which was the famous draw against uh, the Bombers. Gee, that must have been some sort of match to be involved in. You know, again, another big crowd, the mo, um, the occasion itself of Anzac Day, like, and it was just a, a great spectacle for the fans to watch as well. Yeah, but what, I mean, look, obviously we all know what, you know, what Anzac Day means to all of us. And, uh, yeah, to be part of that first, first game, um, you know, with what, you know, obviously, you know, obviously uh, the great Kev Sheedy, you know, sort of promoted and the AFL to, uh, you know, pull that game together and have, you know, 100,000 people there with, you know, I think there was about 10,000 people who couldn't get into the game. Um, again, I, look, I, I was so lucky to, you know, to be number one at a, at a great club, um, you know, to be involved with the, you know, the people that, you know, were, were at the club. Uh, and continue to be at the club, you know now. Um, but again, looking back on that game and what it and what it means to all of us, um, you know, very lucky. Uh, you know, I've haven't been uh, lucky enough to come over uh, to actually watch one of those games as such because of uh, I suppose family and you know everything that's happening over on this side of uh, the country with uh, with the business of everything. But um, yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll remember that one for uh, forever and a day. Free kick to Brett James. Kerrison from the centre circle. Inside half forward. Walker's got to get it. He's got it. That is a great ball. Courageous, mate. Real courage. It was Saul Alessio's, which was technically correct and great. But this one is sheer courage. Running back into the contest. Eyes on the ball all the way. Well done. For a bloke who hadn't touched the leather in the first quarter, what a fantastic mark to start the second. And he's kicking for goal from right in front and about 35 metres out. He's got it. So in between your 16 matches at the Magpies, Lee, there are a few more knee injuries that you sustained. And I guess, you know, when we talk about those real hard luck stories with players that had so much ability and yet we didn't get to see a lot of them due to injuries and so forth, your name gets regularly mentioned, whether it's on an AFL uh, website uh, article or a, you know, a Herald Sun article or whatever it may be, after those few more knee, knee injuries you had at the Pies, how much did that take – how much did, of a mental toll did that take on you? Uh, look, there's probably not a day – I thought about it a lot once sort of the career as such had finished and, you know, again, you know, what what potentially might have been. Um, I, I gave it everything. Um I don't look back at it and think, you know, uh, how unlucky was I? You know, it, it is what it is. You dealt, you dealt what you dealt. And a lot of people, you know, have have a lot more challenges that obviously what what I had. You know, obviously on a on a, on the footy field. So, you know, obviously, obviously can't lie to you. It frustrated the absolute uh, hell out of me. Um, it, it broke me. Um, you know, in, in a big way. But uh, you know. It, it is what it is from a sporting point of view, and um, some people don't get an opportunity to play. Um, I just, you know, look at every, I suppose, opportunity that you know comes your way, and 
was lucky enough to play the 16 games and, uh, you know, look back on, you know, all the great times that I, I, I suppose I shared at West Coast and Collingwood and, uh, you know, the great people that, you know, are involved with, with just sport in general and, you know, you yeah, the, the, the endless great people who you know are involved in football, regardless of what footy club you're at, and that that's what makes a that's what makes a footy club. And um, you know, you from your boot to you know your, your your people who are you know in your membership department or you know your marketing, you know your trainers, the, the, the whole thing. It's one one big family, and if you you uh, you enjoy every day for what it is, you, you'll get you'll get as much as you can out of it. And yeah, I was dealt a few. You know, frustrating hands with injury, but uh, you know that's what comes with the game. And if I could have changed it, I would have, but I couldn't. So you deal with what you got to deal with. Yeah, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Yeah, you know, ifs and buts and coulds and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, you've answered that beautifully, mate. Did you get a chance to play any other type of football after you finished your AFL career at all? Did you go back home and get a chance to run around and, and play a few more games, or were the knees in a bit of a state where it just sort of made it hard? Uh, look, I would have liked to have. Um, I I think I uh, I played about two more games with uh, with the Fire and Rescue um, over here. Uh, we've started up our own sort of footy club, which um, which has been very successful. But uh, yeah, it's more you know again, I suppose you know with uh, with what I sort of went through. Table tennis was always another game that I loved. Um, tennis, great game. Uh, there's another game which uh, I suppose a lot of people uh, would be unaware of. Uh, it's called pickleball, um, and it's um, the fastest growing sport in America uh, or US. And uh, it's it's amazing what that enables. You know, I suppose you know, sort of people who are in their 40s, 50s, and 60s to be able to play. So it's, uh, it's a great game uh, for anyone who wants to look it up. It's so it's so enjoyable and. I suppose for me at my age where, you know, I'm still moving all right, but, uh, yeah, probably a little bit slower than what I used to be, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, can still play it super competitively and, uh, you know, and love, love the love the thrill of playing that one. I'm a mad mountain bike rider and, you know, I love, uh, love surfing still, you know, as much as I can. So, um, yeah, so I'm still really, really active with, with everything that I do and, again, lucky enough to work in, you know, in, in, the, in the two – you know, sort of two industries that I'm in with the fire and rescue and and the football, where it, where it certainly keeps us, you know, keeps us sort of fit and healthy with uh, with everything that you want to do. Mate, I've really loved the chat so far. It's been absolutely awesome just to yeah hear your story and obviously one that you know a lot of people would know because obviously of uh, you know when we get brought up, I said before with uh, you know people that just probably didn't see the best of because of injuries and what it may be. Your name certainly gets regularly mentioned. But what I usually do at the end of my podcast. I'll give my guest a few quick handballs. So the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to give you a few names from both your West Coast days and your Collingwood days. I'd love you just to share a word or a short phrase to describe these uh, these individuals that I'll mention to you. So the first one I'm going to start off with uh, is Mick Malthouse. Uh Tough. Then your Collingwood for first Collingwood coach, Lee Matthews. Oh, that's a, that's a good one. Um, he didn't – I've got to give you one word, do I? Oh, you give you a um, short phrase. Short phrase will work as well. Uh, you wouldn't want to do the wrong thing by Lethal. <laughs> I'll go back to West Coast. Uh, Bluey McKenna, Guy McKenna. Uh, a bit of a comedian. 
And one of the guys you mentioned before, you said you had a really good relationship, a good mate of yours, big Glenn Jakovic. What a player he was. Yeah, he was a big unit, Jacko, wasn't he? Um, yeah, he just – everything was about Jacko, let's say. <laughs> let's go to the uh, the black and white. Craig Kelly, who's obviously going to be taking on the uh, CEO role of uh, Collingwood this year, which is uh, which is great for the club. Yeah, big Ned, he, uh, he's a great man. I haven't, I haven't spoken to him for a while, but uh, love love sharing what we did. Uh, all I can say, I love playing with Ned. Uh, I wouldn't have wanted to have uh, played on him in a game, even though I did in a couple of practice matches. And uh, he was uh, he was brutal. And the last Collingwood player I'm going to ask you about is Gavin Brown. Just I, when you think about Gavin Brown, I always think about sort of being the heart and soul of the Pies when he was playing. He was just that player that would just do everything that was team-related. He'd want to do it well. Yeah, Gav, great, greatest, one of the greatest men I've ever met. Um, yeah, you, you know, if you obviously, you know, none of us want to sort of go to war as such, but if you, if you ever wanted anyone standing next to you, it'd be Gav. And, uh, yeah, loved, loved him with, with everything that we shared. Um, just a, just a true, true gentleman and, uh, and, yeah, great, great friend. Your best individual game that you played, which game is it that you, you're really proud of more than any out of the 16 that you played? Oh, look, I, I, I look back and I've actually been asked that quite a bit. Um, it's, uh, it, it'd have to be just the first, the first game that I played, um, just with, with everything that I suppose got thrown at us with, uh, you know, with the, as a, you know, as a young bloke, with, you know, at the age of 14, having that first knee recall and being told that, you know, it might never happen for me. Um, you know, I, I, I actually didn't know if I'd, I'd ever be lucky enough to pull on a, a jumper, but, um, you know, to get that opportunity with, you know, obviously, you know, the greatest club in my eyes, um, you know, and be able to actually, you know, fulfil that dream as a, you know, as a, as a as a young man, and to be able to look look back on it, you know, and share that with uh, you know family, friends, and you know, and everyone you know who again was part of it, um, it meant the world to me. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll forever remember it. You don't have to go into too much detail with this one, but you play with two great clubs, West Coast and Collingwood. Who's the best character you enjoyed spending time with? And when I speak about character having a beer, a bit of banter, have a bit of fun, maybe a bit of mischief if you got up to some as well but that we didn't hear about. But who was the who was the one that stood out there? Yeah, well, you know we didn't drink beer back in those days, but uh, <laughs> I, might, I might have a few now. But uh, oh, look, there, there were a lot of lot of characters at the club. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to share, um, you know, majority of my time with Scotty Burns, um, you know, who went on to be captain of the club. Um, you know, we, we lived together for – you know, basically, you know, eight, nine years and, you know, I kept living with him after, you know, the footy days had finished and, uh, you know, we, we shared many, many, you know, sort of great times and, and hard times and, you know, saw each other, you know, basically get, you know, I suppose, um, you know, named as, you know, named in our first game that we played. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd just say Burns, he, you know, was someone who I'm still very close to now and we, we speak. We speak regularly. Um, you know, uh, he he was a great man to live with. He wasn't a bad cook either, even though I used to do most of the cooking, but um, <laughs> and cleaning and uh, and everything else around the house, mowing the lawn. I, don't, I actually can't remember him actually doing anything. Um, yeah, but no, Burns would probably have to be the one. And the very last question, mate. I've really appreciated your time. 
Who was the best bench presser you came across in your time at the Eagles and the Magpies? Who was the one that was good on the bench press? Uh, it was, certainly wasn't Sav Rocker um, and Anthony Rocker because they were forever just eating pasta at home. Um, I would think uh, probably, <laughs> believe it or not, Ash McIntosh was uh, was the was the strongest. I think from uh, you know from the days West Coast wise, and Fraser Gehrig was actually at West Coast. I'm sure probably most people remember that as well. But uh, I think he holds the record. Um, yeah, from uh, from a from a West Coast point of view, to this day, still I'm not not 100 on that, but um, they would probably be the uh, the two. Um, yeah, Paul Williams definitely not. Uh, Nathan Buckley wasn't too bad, but I think I I probably covered him as well. Um, yeah, but I, I'd I'd say probably yeah the Macintosh Fraser Gehrig uh, side of things from the West Coast days. Lee Walker, thank you for chatting with us on the 90s Club Footy Podcast, mate. Really appreciate your time and uh, best of luck with this year with the football, with uh, your role in the well-being and uh, your fire and rescue over in WA, mate. Yeah, you're legend, mate. No, great to talk to you and, uh, yeah, all the best to all your listeners. Yes, they need Buckley just to lift here. He's got the footy again to Walker, who hasn't kicked too well today. That one's better. It's a lot better. First goal in league footy, like a couple of other blokes here today. And that's a very good sign. Look, I, I'm very impressed with what I've seen of this young boy so far. He's quite prepared to work hard in the air, works in at the ground level, and then this opportunity shows his ability on the run where he had the step and laid the ball across his foot and was able to drag it back around for a very good goal from the centre half forward. That's the end of episode number 57. If you've missed any previous episodes, you can catch them all on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. We're on all the social media platforms, so drop us a line on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter on any particular episode you've enjoyed or a guest you would love to hear. If you would like to support the podcast, you can do so via the website Buy Me a Coffee. All you have to do is search the 90s Club Footy Podcast to show your support. Next week, we catch up with Footscray and Richmond star, Leon Cameron. It's tough, it's rugged, it's good, solid AFL football.